You're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Dear Alice. Hey, Sue. What's up, Jess? Hi, Corey. Hey, how you doing? Good. Yeah. We're going to talk about fireplaces today. Oh, let's warm up before we cool down. Yes. Okay. Um, but first, I wanted to thank everybody that's listening. It's been really fun to get this podcast started and see the response that's come our way. And just as a way to say thank you, we wanted to offer you a discount, those of you that listen. So um, I don't know if any of you guys know, but we do have a website. <laughs> <laughs> it's alicelanehome.com. And um, a lot of out-of-state clients shop there. And we have a lot of really amazing things um, from all of our projects, bestsellers and whatnot. So those of you that are listening, we wanted to give you a 10% discount. And um, the discount code is Dear Alice. So feel free to use that. And um, yeah, I hope that you enjoy your shopping experience. Um, first off, we wanted to get into a question from Stephanie W. Hyde, and she wants to know about fireplaces. She says, fireplaces, exclamation mark, <laughs> right height. So what is the right height for a fireplace? And are open gas fireplaces efficient? And where can we get cast stone mantles? So there's kind of three questions in one. So let's break it down. Okay, really fast on our open gas fireplaces efficient. Um, We were just discussing this. Fireplaces are really for a mood. They're really not efficient. There's lots of better ways to heat your home. Mm -hmm. So it's unlikely that you guys are getting all the heat coming out of just, you know, just a hole in the wall that also has a hole in the, he's like the roof. Uh So yeah, so just get a good heater and just enjoy yourself as you've, bask in front of your beautiful fireplace. Yes. Fireplaces were a really good way to heat your home back into back in 1820. Mm-hmm. And now that it's 2020 heat, um, just good old heat from your heater. Yeah, Natural gas. <laughs> yeah. Furnace, yeah. That's going to be your most efficient model. <laughs> it's yeah. just using a heater. But like Suzanne said, um, the fireplace is more of a mood and an ambiance. And um, so think of your fireplace like that. Also, if you have your heat going in the rest of your home and you do flip on your fireplace, you actually don't want your room even hotter. No. Yeah. And most of the time, I have to tell you, my husband says, you cannot turn on the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's going to make the room super hot, but I'm going to tell him to listen to this episode. Yes. <laughs> so, he knows, so he knows that I'm just trying to set a mood because just looking at it makes me feel warm exactly. inside. Well, yeah. An, feel issue that I, an issue that I have is I have a wood burning stove with like a, a blower. Oh, yeah. Um, so Talk I can about it and then it's yeah it's great it's old but it like works really well so do you just not turn on your blower no I, I i will turn on the blower and that like blows like super warm air but yeah the blower is in the same room as my thermostat is so that room will get to like Ooh. 75 degrees and so it doesn't <laughs> kick on my furnace then everywhere else in my house is like you can uh, see your breath so yeah. i'm like yeah so shivering we try not to use it um, yeah. but sometimes we do for the mood like so so at stephanie w hide your question um it's not efficient nope. to use a fireplace it's also very confusing for the rest of the house it <laughs> sounds yeah. like yeah yeah, yeah. It can be. yeah but in 2020 we have these great options and if you think of your fireplace as more decorative mm-hmm. and um mood setting and also you don't want it to get too hot because you no. want to keep that fireplace going if you have company gathered in that room it's christmas morning you want the rest of your you want your kitchen not to for you not to be able to see your breath in your kitchen you want the whole house to be warm so it's okay if it's not super hot in there just don't turn on your blower just just keep your fire going um anyway let's talk about the right height okay 
kind of depends back to like the purpose of a fireplace is to set a mood, obviously, Mm -hmm. but it's also just to add architecture, Mm -hmm. I think, to a space. And so dependent on what else is happening in your room, if your room is tall, if you're in a cabin in the mountains, if you, if it's ski and ski out, and if you need a hearth to warm yourself up after you go skiing, that obviously will dictate the height of that fireplace, right? Mm -hmm. So often, like if you're sitting on the floor, like if your fire box is actually sitting on the ground, you need more of a ground hearth that's actually sitting, you know, flush with your wood floors or whatever else you have going on in the room. That will often be around like between 60, 65 inches, mm-hmm. I think, to the top of that mantle. So yeah. it's kind of eye level. Yep. You're not really looking, you know, high when you look at your mantle. You yeah. Know, it's kind of right there. The eye level. So, I mean, I think most of you guys know this 60 inches is five feet. So I'm five foot eight. So that means it falls probably like at my chin. Mm-hmm. And anything that I'm going to put on my mantle, um, it's going to be right at my eye level, which is great because, again, the fireplace is mostly decorative, right? It's got a lot of aesthetic value. Um, And so you want to be able to decorate the mantle with stockings or with uh, decor, candlesticks, art, whatever. And so really you're designing this so that um, the eye just loves it. It's just there to delight and surprise your eyeballs. (laughs) And so so you want to get it right at eye level. So the 60-inch which is five feet tall, is a really good height if you are dealing with a single story room. Now, if your room is two stories tall and it's that big great room, then we're going to want to probably talk about getting a hearth in there so we can raise the box and get that thing to scale with the size of the room. But I'm guessing that um, the question today is probably for a single story room. Probably. And so we're going to say do that at five feet, which is 60 inches and maybe as high as 72 inches yeah. if you have really tall ceilings. Yeah, I think a a single range. story room. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great answer. Yeah. I think usually for single story rooms too, we often are taking fireboxes to the ground. Mm-hmm. We like that look. We feel like it looks old school, especially if you're not dealing with two story. Right. So keep that in mind too while you're kind of putting together this plan. Yeah. So yeah. Agreed. Um, let's talk about where to get cast stone mantles. That's a favorite, a favorite trick of ours is the cast stone. Mm -hmm. Those of you that don't know what that is, it's, um, it's a material. It looks like limestone or like it's made of a concrete that's dressier Mm -hmm. and it's just all one big solid cast. And, um, with that material, you don't actually have to do a tile, or a stone around your firebox because the cast is non-combustible material. So it meets fire code and um, it just gets less tricky to look at. So you don't have to have like some people would use like, oh, I would say years ago, like maybe red brick around their mantle. And then they have the mantle, which is maybe made out of wood. And then there's just a lot of things happening in the switching of materials. This is one solid monolith of a material and it's really grand and beautiful. Yeah, and you can do really interesting things too with like the shapes. And if you want to get creative or contemporary, you can do really interesting coves and you can basically, whatever you dream of, they can cast it, mm-hmm. you know, and that'll obviously affect the price, but you can get some really, really cool effects with a cast Mantle. We love them. Is yeah. it typically like way more expensive than doing a tile or something like that? Or we think of it as being really cost effective. I yeah. think on average they're around two thousand dollars. Two thousand. If you're really simple and you were just kind of doing like a border, like side, top, other side, you're about two thousand dependent on your side and complexity. Obviously that can grow if yeah. you're designing something crazy. But they usually will have kind of a catalog or library of ones that they've done or have the cast for. Mm-hmm that obviously are value engineered. So if you pick one of those, 
you're usually in a good place. And I think it's less expensive than doing tile and wood and having all these laborers come in to do yeah. all these different things around your firebox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, you need a tile setter to set the, the non-combustible material plus the material. And then you need your finished worker um, to be able to make the mantle piece. And you need the painter to come in and paint the mantle. Right. Yeah. So it's just a lot of, a lot of things. Skipping, skipping some steps. Right. And yeah. I think in the end you could probably for the same price, get a cast mantle, which is going to look extraordinary. And I feel like has more perceived value than, totally. than the wood mantle with the tile surround. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But so it's a, it's a trick that we probably use on probably most households majority, that yeah. we do. It's usually the, our first line of, of what we're going to go to when we're yeah. designing a mantle. And it's awesome too. say you have a fireplace and you have two windows on each side of it and you don't have that much room. Mm-hmm. You're definitely going to want to go cast because you're not limited to be, to have to build that up side to side where you actually don't have the room. You actually should go cast. Yeah. 100%. So we get our um, cast mantles. There's a place here in Utah called Stone Mountain Casting, and we have them do all of ours. Um, they have a couple different colors that you can choose uh, from. Yeah, they have a pretty broad range. We stick to like the same two because we like mm-hmm. the lighter ones that, again, feel more like limestone. The stuff the castles were made of. Yeah. yeah the authentic looks. Yes. The, the Tiger Oak Parlor one. Is that? Yes. Was that, that was Stone Mountain. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's my favorite one. I, like, I know. Like, I'm like, you, oh my gosh, that's amazing. You guys have to go check that out on our portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's under Tiger Oak, and it's the one we get a lot of comments on it. It's the round fireplace mm-hmm. where you have the round firebox. So, yeah, go check it out. Get inspired. Yeah. Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse, Do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't. I'm freezing. My husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. To your um, hand, It's like slippery dolphin, like your feet swishing around is so, so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but Cozy Earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with Cozy Earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self-care your sleep health, if you just head over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. It's really great. Um, So that's on cast. Everybody, I would guess, in their state where they live would have somebody that would do some sort of cast mantles. So um, anyway, ours again is called Stone Mountain Casting and they're great, easy to work with. It can make up anything we dream. Yeah. Another thing that we do a lot of cast of, it becomes more expensive than just like a cast, like from stone cast Mm -hmm. is actual natural stone casting. So that's when you see a mantle that's made of a veiny marble Mm -hmm. and you know, like it's a natural stone that's been hand carved and we've done this in Rachel Parcells library. Yeah. And you can check that on 
out on the portfolio. And her master bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are both natural stone and that's beautiful if you want something really luxy, luxy, but will be more expensive. Yeah. So totally. Yeah. But in her family room, the room just off her kitchen, that is a cast mantle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the ones we're talking about. She has a hearth with her. So something to sit on. Mm-hmm. She loves a fire. Like she wants to be able to put her back up against, you know, where the glass is and really feel the warmth. Mm-hmm. Um, of a fireplace and she has her fires going all the winter long, which mm-hmm. is really romantic and fun mm-hmm. to be in her house. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that is, um, stone cast. Um, we're not sure what state you guys live in and, and who you would use, but, um, it's not a difficult thing to do. Lead times on a cast mantle. Do you know how long it usually takes? Um, I think it's dependent on if it's a custom uh-huh. old or if it's something they have in stock. I imagine the ones that they have like cataloged and already created mm-hmm. are going to be a lot quicker than yeah. something that's coming out of your imagination. Yeah. So, yeah. Great answer. Um, so should we talk about fire boxes? Yeah. This is always something that there's no reason why anybody should know the answer to this because you no. usually don't shop for fire boxes no. very often in your lifetime. This is the actual insert that is metal. It has um, some sort of um, non-combustible material. It usually looks like brick. On the background, it has... You can have um, fake wood logs, the gas insert, a glass front. So it's the entire unit that you stick into this void in your house to start creating the fireplace. Uh, So a few of our favorites, if you are building, we'll give you our Disneyland fast pass Mm -hmm. (laughs) to fireplaces. Um, Sue, do you want to tell them some of our faves? Yeah. Just so you know, before even like your mantle is picked, you'll pick out your firebox because that's what your builder actually needs. So you want to pick that out proportionate to your room. And so, like just said, here are a couple of our favorites. The Birmingham, um, it's actually the actual name of the firebox, and it's big and it's gas. And this is the one that we use a lot. We're not ever going to want a firebox that has like a big frame around, a metal frame mm-hmm. around it, because we're going to want to focus more on the decorative, the mantelpiece, right? Mm-hmm. So Birmingham is beautiful. Ortal, that's O-R-T-A-L, is another one that we use Quite often. And some of these, look them up and see if it's more your style. Some of them are more contemporary. Uh Some of them are going to feel more traditional. Um, We do a lot. People request a lot of like the herringbone masonry happening in the back. So Birmingham has that. Um, The Astria, A-S-T-R-A-I-A, sorry. The Montebello is another one that we use quite often. Um, Again, just dependent on your size and style. One of these should fit or they have lots of different sizes in the style that could work for your house. Mm -hmm. And again, on all these have different inserts. So dependent on what type of insert you like, if you like logs, we love like the Aspen log look. We think that looks really pretty. There's some really bad log looks. Oh yeah. Too. So nobody believes them. No, no, they, they don't look real at all. They're twirly and they're black and like, they just don't look lovely. I wouldn't want to warm myself by that fire. Um, We don't believe you. We don't believe you. Yeah. Do you want something that you can kind of relate to? I Mm. love the cannonballs. Um, Those are the circular um, black balls that sit in the fireplace. And they're they're kind of like a a cheerleader pyramid, if you will. Like Mm -hmm. there's one row on the bottom and there's a second row that's offset Mm -hmm. on top. And they're kind of... um, I don't know. I would say they're great for contemporary spaces, mm-hmm. but they also look incredible just in um, really transitional or even traditional looks. Transitional, traditional. Yes. Actually check that out. Yes. On our portfolio, House of Kennedy in her firebox, you'll see we use fireballs 
in that. And I think that's, or cannonballs, excuse me, is what they're called. And I think that's a favorite look of ours right now. It feels so. very fashionable too. Totally. Yeah, it's yeah. edited. It doesn't look typical, but it's very, interesting. Super interesting. Yeah. No, nobody else has cannonballs on the block. So you guys should be the first ones. No, congratulations. Yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Those are good ones. Um, I've, another tip for, um, besides the height of the mantle, um, wanting to be tall, make sure that your mantle is deep. If you think about if you've ever put stockings on a mantle that's not very deep and then you're like, oh shoot, there's no room for garland now because my stocking holders are four inches deep and my mantle is only six inches deep. You just, you're, there's, you're landlocked. There's nothing you can really do with that mantle. And I think the job of the mantle is to be decorative. Mm -hmm. I could just be saying that because we're interior designers, (laughs) but usually you want to be able to put something big and beautiful on top. You might even want to stack a few coffee table books on top, which those are going to be at least 10 inches. So if you can get a mantle, that's at least 10 to 12 inches deep, you should be able to do whatever you want with the top of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, room for garland, room for um, the stocking holders, the stockings, candlesticks, the whole bit. So, and it's going to look really grand in your room to get yes. a deep, deep set mantle. Yeah, and speaking of the garland, what we're talking about just like kind of facing that whole thing. Yeah, um, make sure you have an outlet on the top of your mantle that you can plug those lights into over Christmas. That will you're going to be so much happier come Christmas time. Totally. And you can do that if you are building right now, or if you're doing a remodel, mm-hmm. you can just tell your electrician to give you a, um, or if not on top of your mantle, if on the side leg on the profile of it, so you're not seeing it from the mm-hmm. front, it's on the side, you can plug in down there and then have room to decorate on top. One of my pet peeves is when the, if you do have electrical on top of it, that the face cover bumps up and then you go to put a candlestick or something in the perfect spot and then it's like teetering or something so you want that countersunk if they do do it on the top of the mantle just so that you can get a flat surface don't get in the way of the candlestick yeah we don't need a speed bump no yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay we've got another question um this one's from m bliazard and she says I'm having a hard time choosing tile or some other material for my fireplace. It seems hard to find the right shape that looks right in the area. And I want something different, but somehow looks timeless. This is, this is what it's like to be an interior designer. (laughs) Yeah. Um, She says, any tips on choosing fireplace materials of what you will love to design with um, would be helpful. So um, I think on this, we love a slab for a fireplace surround. If you're not going to go as cast and you do want to have some sort of um, wood surround, maybe made by your finished worker, mm-hmm. um, you need to use just for code anywhere between eight and 12 inches of non-combustible material. That means your wood mantle won't catch on fire if it's too close to the fire. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the practicality in that. In Utah, it's 10 inches is, is our code here. So look up and see what your codes are. Your builder's going to know the answer. Um, so we're 10 inches at my house in my living room. And you can look that up on the portfolio. I think it's under house of Jessica Bennett. Um, anyway, my living room, you'll see a white mantle and there's a black and white zebra stone. It's marble and it was actually tile, but because the veining is so busy, you don't actually tell where one tile stops and starts. It just looks like slab. Mm -hmm 
really great cost savings technique. I just got 12 by 12s. I only needed a handful of them to, to go up and around that thing. And it was a really inexpensive way to, to do an exotic looking marble surround. So your marble tiles will work. Um, the trick is get the very largest size it comes in. So if it's available in a 24 by 12, that's great. You're going to have less seams. Um, so just, just go big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anytime you see, or you're trying to find a small tile, um, we'll see, we'll go into homes and they'll have like a Moroccan shape going around their firebox yeah. or something like a little tiny glass tile. That's going to feel trendy. It's going to look dated. And so as you're looking for something timeless, like Jess Bennett said, we want the biggest impact, which is why we love cast mantles is because it's just one solid material. It's authentic. We know what it is. When it's small, I'm like, I don't know, are you glass? Are you porcelain? Are you real? Who are you? So yeah, definitely go for the big guns. Go for big tile. Yeah, that's slab. the most timeless thing you can mm-hmm. do is a is a marble or a natural stone surround. And don't you don't want to see a lot of grout lines. So butt that right next to the to the Time. next one. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's kind of usually fireplaces are in great rooms which are adjacent to kitchen, mm-hmm. make sure it speaks to the stones and things that are happening in your kitchen. Great point. So if you have marble countertops, you're probably gonna want to see a marble or something relative to that on your fireplace. Agreed. So they talk to one another. Yeah, that's great. Do you guys have like a rule of thumb, like do not do this or use this material, like something that you guys are not digging? I'm not really digging red brick right now for a fireplace around, which seems like the classic all-American dream home to have a red brick chimney and yeah. mantle. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just, we're not really decorating in those tones right now. And it almost feels too basic you know, I think we're trying to to raise the game. Yeah. I mean, mostly fireplaces are for for their aesthetic value. And so we just don't want it to look as simple or as basic as the eighties. I think we want it to feel really elevated and, um, it's gonna, it's gonna like bring your whole room to a whole nother level Mm -hmm. to have a really beautiful, big, bold, deep mantle with a marble surround. Mm -hmm. So to me, red brick, I think anything with a lot of texture to it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like don't for, oh my goodness, I don't think anybody would do this. (laughs) I just got so worried. I saw it in my mind. (laughs) I'm sweating. (laughs) Do not, I repeat, do not use a subway tile for for a fireplace surround, the white subway tile. It's kind of the red brick though, right? It's the same shape. It's going to have a lot of grout lines. so yeah, and it's going to be kind of similar to the size of actual tile happening in your firebox, Yeah, which is competitive and great point. So yeah. Don't do it. That's why again, change up your scale of what you're surrounding that box with and what's mm. happening on the inside. So yeah. Pay attention. Another really great tip I would say is go to your local boneyard and that is, um, your places that sell your marble slabs and granite slabs and all of that. They sometimes they have a boneyard, which is remnants of slabs. Like maybe a kitchen only required a half of a slab or three quarters of a slab. They always have pieces of, um, or half slabs of different things going. That's a really great place to look for a fireplace around. You're never going to need an entire slab for that, but you could buy a half of a slab or a quarter of a slab and then use like, you know, a straight on each side um, portion. And, and then maybe it could just be 45 degreed um, in the corners and then mitered together. So that's a really great place to do that. And you could get a really exciting um, remnant. Exotic. Yes. Yes. Exotic. Yeah. Don't, I said this earlier, but don't do the glass like the little glass tiles. Yeah. Um, I think again, even if you're contemporary, I don't think that feels, it just feels dated. 
Yeah. Like it's trendy. It was trendy 10 years ago. I think it, I think most mosaics would probably be like a no, no. Like I don't want to see a penny round. No. Going on your fireplace. No. Yeah. Unless you're Kelly Wurstler. I'm sure she could do something interesting with that, but yeah. Yeah. Don't do a penny round. Yeah. Stick to the big guns. Go big. Mm -hmm. Less, less grout lines and joints. Yeah. Focus on the fire. Mm -hmm. That's the magic. It, it shouldn't be the, the surround shouldn't take away from that dance. Yeah. And less is more when you are talking about these architectural like structures, when we look at outsides of houses, the more materials you have, the more chaos you feel. Yeah. You kind of want to have fewer materials to make it feel more estate. Mm -hmm. Same thing with your fire, your fireplaces, just go less materials. Yeah, I yeah. think one thing we should speak to, because I feel like uh, most homes we go in are made of rock. Mm-hmm. And so they have an existing yes. really large scale rock fireplace that was trending early 2000s to do these yeah, big, really impressive stone fireplaces. And so what do you do with that today? Do you pull all of the rock down? Can we work with the rock? Um, I feel like we've answered this question before, but I feel like we should talk about it again. It's worth saying out loud one more time. Yeah. I, yeah. I painted mine just recently. Oh, it's yeah, it was like a year ago. Yeah, I painted it a year ago because it was yeah. like this old, my house was built in 59 and they, it was this crazy huge like, uh, you know, fireplace. Um, and yeah, I just painted it. It was like this ugly green. Oh. And I was like, I'll see what that looks like. And so, yeah, we did that. Yeah, okay. looks good. Yeah, awesome. yeah. And, and it's like actually held up too. So I, that was my biggest concern. My wife and I were talking is that it wouldn't adhere to it, uh-huh. but it's been fine. And oh, our, good. our, Grady and our kid just like drives his cars on it and stuff. And it's been great. Good. Okay. That's Good great. Yeah. yeah. So you can paint it. One thing that we do quite often is people still want to feel some of that exterior stone and mm-hmm. they don't want to rip it all out. And so what we do to give it a quick update is to overgrout it. Mm-hmm. And we, again, Jess said, we talked about this a lot, but that's just basically the joints between where your rocks meet up there's usually like a sunken grout that kind of dives in mm-hmm. and you don't really see it. We're going to pull that grout out and do something really natural. And we're probably not going to use the same color grout that you chose in the early 2000s or whoever oh. originally built the home. Yeah. No siree. What are you going to use to? <laughs> I'm going to use something natural. I'm going to use something that looks almost like natural like concrete or, or something that just feels lighter mm-hmm. than what you picked in the kind early 2000s. Kind of a bisque 2000s. color, mm-hmm. kind of a warmer um light not white but um warmer than concrete though it's yeah, not going to be totally as cold gray. as gray yeah no not and at you all. can choose those colors mm-hmm. right yeah and we have a lot of examples of this that we've put on our instagram account as well as on our portfolio um our tahoe tree house had a stone and that feels like foundation stone and anytime you do over grout it just feels like those old stone buildings in england or yeah. back east. And so it's a really great look and it gives you a fast update that feels timeless. Totally. And it also makes the stone lighter mm-hmm. in appearance because we're using lighter grout. We're bringing the grout all the way to the surface of the stone and even a little bit overlapping some of the stone. And it does give it a lot of age and brightens it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so great. In in um, two different homes, I feel like we've done, we've also added a cast mantle to the top yes. of all that stone. And that gave it more focus because these rooms had double story rock fireplaces in it. And it gave it a surround that was brighter and more up to date and didn't feel as rusticated as just a stone fireplace that was all crackly and dry going all the way up. And had like kind of just like an old wood mantle happening Mm -hmm. over the stone. Yes. We'll take that out and do that full cast surround. And it's really impressive. Yeah. Very, very wealthy looking. <laughs> yes. Very well funded. I, I feel like so many of our clients just want to look 
successful and they don't want it to go (laughs) out of style, you know? And so most of our advice is going to speak to that type of customer or client that we have that just wants to make it look successful. They don't necessarily know the answers of like, what firebox do I use? Um, You know, what materials do I put around it? So we're just giving you our very best answer Mm -hmm. um, to help you look successful and not trendy. Yes. Yeah. So good. Um, Pros and cons of different materials. Do we have any pros and cons? I think the con of just doing like the actual tile surround with the wood is just that it just takes, it takes up more room and it takes, it's more complicated. So your eye just has to absorb everything happening there. And then everything you put on top of your mantle mm-hmm. and it starts to become quite busy and, and can start look kind of yard sale. Mm-hmm. So that's again, why we like the simplicity of the pros of having just a solid cast mantle. Yeah. But because yeah. in this whole equation, the fire itself is the hero, right? Yeah. So you don't need all these other things distracting the eye and t- taking away from that. And then also your decor has to get along with all these other things. So it's, it's okay if it's a little bit of a hush. I think what goes on top of the mantle and the art should be interesting and the fire is interesting. But this is really kind of a supporting player by way of materials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you already have just that wood, like a beautiful wood millwork, mm-hmm. it's still, it's very classical. It feels very colonial. Um, just be cognizant of what you're putting as your stone on the surround to simplify that equation yeah. and have it get along with everything. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Well, hopefully this is helpful. Um, good luck choosing your fireplace materials. We're excited to hear and see what you do. And um, we will see you next time on Dear Alice. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 